Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. Tonight, it is a privilege and an honor to get to introduce our guest for tonight. I asked him to minister, well, it was last week when you were here for the Holy Ghost meetings. And he's in the Bible school, Pastor Michael Loketic. And his words, not mine, he trains good soldiers. <laughs> um, how many of you were here last week when you heard my husband preach? Yeah, it was so good. If you didn't, go YouTube and watch it. But he talked about our first four years of marriage. And I can't speak about this man without talking about our first, because we needed help. Let me just tell y'all, we needed help. And we didn't know that God had somebody praying for us. And I'm sure there was others. But I know this man was praying for us. So we're here today, I think, made it through those four years because of his prayer life. I'm, I'm, I'm fully convinced there was a large portion uh, that, and we had good parents. Um, no, I mean, we weren't like on the verge of divorce or anything, but we had some things to navigate. And it takes divine connection sometimes and people seeing what you can't see and praying you through some things. So you get to the other side and his prayer life I know has helped and rescued so many and, and set some on course. He raises up ministers, young, uh, older. He trains them up and sends them out to go be a rescue to others, to their communities. He is truly an apostle to Western New York, has raised up so many churches there that are thriving and, and uh, reaching their communities, changing I think changing the face of that whole part of that state because of this man and his faithfulness uh, to fulfill the will of God despite um, personal preference. I can, that's the best way to put that. Um, and he is every of the good soldier that he trains us to be. But he can preach faith, the Holy Ghost, uh, whatever it is. So just have ears to hear and receive what God would have for you tonight. He has always come and imparted so much to our congregation through his teaching. It's simple. You always leave here knowing exactly what Pastor Michael wanted us to be taught. You'll not question when we leave here tonight. So, and you heard me on Sunday, his wife is one of my favorite ministers, pastors to listen to. When she preaches, she'll be up this Sunday, so I'll be listening. Uh, but Pastor Loketic, come on and, and just bless the people. Thank you for that warm introduction. You may be seated in congregation. When you made mention about your first four years of marriage, I began to laugh because it brought back memories. Can I tell off on you? I'd be going to the pulpit and all of a sudden the Spirit of God would hit me and I would start, I have a prayer burden and I'm calling out, Stephen, Morgan, Stephen, Morgan. And of course, there's only Stephen Morgan I know, so I know what I'm talking about more than once than you know, calls and so forth. But look what the Lord has done. I think you can tell about the phone calls. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to say the phone calls either. <laughs> Yeah, praise the Lord. But uh, just know this, you win if you don't give in. Praise the Lord. So, well, it's an honor and privilege to be here, honored the privilege to minister in this church. And I know that uh, 
I'm eating out of another person's vineyard when I preach here because, you know, Pastor Nancy in the frame ministry, they have a larger voice than I do. They have a larger audience. And when I come and minister, I'm able to minister to people that have no idea who I am. And so I'm very uh, careful about that. And so whenever I come, I'm not trying to dazzle anybody. I'm not trying to put some sensational message. I, I want to get some give you something that will help you and change your life. So we'll never do that here uh, tonight. You know, I was, I was going to preach a message on the 10 blessings of the tithe. <laughs> you know, I had it all ready. <laughs> then I come to the Holy Ghost meeting and I hear that someone else already stole my message. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to have to teach on something else. So if you have your Bibles... I invite you to open them to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I want to greet everyone in Western New York and Pennsylvania where our churches are. Uh, right now it's pretty much bedtime for most of them, and, but some of them are staying up and watching. So we welcome you and greet you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, watching here tonight. 1 Corinthians 14. You may not know this, but when I was a young man, I used to be a preacher. I used to be very fiery and, you know, and run and, and so forth. But, uh, you know, God, God has an interesting way of changing you. You know, a lot of times the way you're anointed is different than your personality is. Yes. You know, and, I, and so if you hear me teach, I, I'm not dynamic at all. You know, one of my greatest fears is for mom to ever have me preach at a Holy Ghost meeting or something like that because you have such dynamic ministers here and I'm pragmatic. And you don't know what that means, so I have to explain that to you. <laughs> very simple, very basic. Nothing, no one runs the aisles or shouts when I preach. You know, I've never had that happen yet. And so, but it's just part of my ministry and part of my office and... Uh, you know, I, I would never want to minister out of sensationalism. Yes, you know, and so part because of my office and where God's uh, sending me, my message has to be very, very simple for everyone to get it. And Brother Hagin taught us that. Uh, he said, if a five-year-old can't understand your preaching, you need to change your preaching. And so, so I, I take that as a compliment that people say that my message is very, very simple. So I trust it'll be the same here tonight. And so... In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and verse 5, it says this, I would, and I'm reading out of the King James Version, I would that you all spake with tongues, but rather that you prophesied, for greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying or edification. And so uh, if you know anything about 1 Corinthians 14, of course, Paul discusses the difference between tongues and prophecy, uh, private, public. There was a lot of abuses in the Corinthian church. And so Paul was given uh, doctrine instructions on the proper use of tongues, the proper use of prophecy. And there was a lot of misuse of tongues in the church and a lot, a lot of misuse of prophecy. And uh, 
primarily, in a nutshell, he was saying that when you pray in tongues and speak in tongues, that is a devotional gift, that you speak the tongue uh, to God in your own personal prayer life. Well, these Corinthians, that's all they wanted to do. They were taking up the offering in tongues. They were preaching in tongues. The ushers were speaking in tongues. There was a lot of confusion and chaos. And so Paul was just kind of setting some rules and guidelines of uh, the use of tongues and of prophecy. And uh, uh, there's a lot we can learn just from this verse. And uh, the whole chapter is, is simply fascinating, uh, especially if any of you have been in any Pentecostal holiness background or old-time Pentecostals. Anybody in those backgrounds, you know, especially the use of prophecy. You know what prophecy was? Is It was in the song service. You'd have a song, then you'd have about two or three minutes where you wait. And that's the only time the Holy Ghost could speak is in between there. And then, then it, you would have a prophecy and someone would stand up. And of course, God only speaks in King James and say, truly, truly, verily, verily, I send to you my children, my true little children. And that's all they thought prophecy was. And uh, I think they would do well to study this, but prophecy is so much more than that. The prophecy, you can pray and prophesy. Uh, witnessing to others, prophesying. Uh, when you teach and preach, you can prophesy. It's simply inspired utterance. But uh, he, he addresses all this. But all I want you to look at tonight is the first part of that phrase. I would that ye all spake with tongues. Now, that's the King James. It's a little blind to us. It almost sounds optional. It almost sounds like, you know, I really, I really wish you would do this, but not, you know, you can do your own thing. Well, other translations really help us out here. Um, most other translations say this, I want you to speak in tongues. Now, you have to understand that this is just not Paul writing he is writing by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. This is God speaking to the church. And God is saying, I want you to speak in tongues. Um, other translations, I desire. But one that I really like is, I intend for you to speak in tongues. So it's, it's not an option. And it's very interesting that uh, he gives a whole chapter about the use of speaking in tongues. So it must be important. Uh, the Weymouth translation, I like this, is I'm right glad that you speak in tongues. So the Holy Ghost is saying here, I want you to speak in tongues. I desire for you to speak in tongues. I intend for you to speak in tongues. Uh, and I like this, I am right glad when you speak in tongues. Okay, now let's go down a few more verses. I'm just laying the foundation. We're going to build on something. Uh, let's go to verse 18, 1 Corinthians 14, 18. And Paul said this, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. And so we see that God, uh, here Paul is thanking God about speaking in tongues. And uh, it's very interesting that Paul says this. And again, he does it by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. There is no fillers in the Bible. God means what he says and says what he means. And so by divine inspiration, Paul says this to the Corinthian church that it just seemed that's all they wanted to do is speak in tongues. They actually were too excessive in public with it. It seemed like that's all they wanted to do. 
And Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, says, I speak in tongues more than you all. Now, that's in the Bible for a purpose. Now, you read in the Amplified Bible, Amplified Classic, uh, it infers that not only does he speak more than they do, because it seemed like that's all they wanted to do, it, it says this in the Amplified uh, Classic, I speak more than you all put together. That's in the Bible. And speaking in tongues, is, we're given a whole chapter on the use of speaking in tongues. Now, what is very interesting, Paul was the greatest used apostle in his, of his day. He actually, he said in his own words, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, of all the other 12 apostles, lame, I labored more abundantly than they all. I had more fruit than they did. Paul did more than any other apostle that walked on the earth outside the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what is very interesting, and there, I believe there's a direct correlation, Paul was the greatest used apostle, and yet Paul prayed the most in tongues of any apostle. And so, again, just we're, we're building on to something. Now, the reason I chose these two texts is to lead up to something. As Pastor Morgan said, I came from New York to be in the meetings. Now, we came up on a Saturday. When you come from Western New York to California, it's a whole day a, a deal. I mean, I was up for 24 hours. That's how long the, the flights are, getting up, driving to the airport, and getting over here. It, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's a whole, whole day thing. So we left Saturday morning. And, of course, if, when we arrived here, we weren't going to be in services Saturday. So our first, sun, our first service is Sunday morning. And so I get up Sunday morning. And, of course, I, I opened my eyes. And I was just laying in bed there and quiet and still before the Lord. And all of a sudden, uh, up in my spirit, just up in my spirit, I wasn't thinking on it. Uh, these two scriptures that I read to you came to me, just were quoted to me on the inside. And so I, I started to meditate on those two scriptures. Evidently, the Lord is trying to teach me or tell me something about these two scriptures. And, you know, and, uh, you know, it kept saying, I want you all to speak in tongues kept coming up. And uh, then uh, the phrase, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than y'all. Then I meditated on that. And all of a sudden I got quiet and up on the inside, the Holy Ghost said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more. And he repeated it a couple of times, more. Then he said something to me. And, uh, you know, where it said, God, uh, Paul said, I thank my God speaking tongues more than you all. The Holy Ghost said this, if my people would speak in tongues more, there would be more things happen in their life that they would thank me for. Drop the mic. And so I said, glory. Of course, that just inspired me to want to speak in tongues more right there. So, you know, I just, I just thought that was a personal message, you know, for me to speak in tongues. But he's talking about my people. But it, again, as I got quiet, I just had a sense from the Holy Ghost that Pastor Morgan was going to ask me to speak tonight. And I had a sense of the Holy Ghost. When you do, he said this, I want you to teach and minister along this line. To get my people to speak in tongues more. Now, what is very interesting is for the past couple of years, this has been one of my commissions. 
You know, I have a voice niece. We have churches in New York and Pennsylvania. You know, we, we minister now throughout the Northeast, Canada, and so forth. My voice I is growing. And one of the things the Lord has made a, for, uh, a thrust of my ministry, uh, something to, to teach on, to encourage people on, is the subject of prayer and the importance of prayer. And a couple of years ago, the Spirit of God spoke to me in a very supernatural way. And he said this, get my people to pray more. Yes, sir. You know, in very, you know, when the Holy Ghost says something to you and it's important, he won't just say it once. Uh -huh. Remember when Paul would travel and uh, he said, everywhere we went, the Spirit of God was bearing witness that tests and trials, bonds and afflictions were awaiting me. Everywhere we went, every prayer meeting, every time the Spirit of God would move, the same message would come forward, bonds and afflictions were waiting. That's how the Holy Ghost will emphasize something. And so for a good year, every time I get in the Spirit, I, I get in meetings, the Spirit of God would say, get my people to pray more. And so I'm just endeavoring to pay God. And so evidently God's people aren't praying as much as he would like. And that, that's just simply the problem. We all have our own standard. And we judge ourselves by our own standard. But a lot of times our standards are not his standard. And how do we know his standard is what the word says or what the Holy Ghost says. And so the Holy Ghost has been telling me over and over again. Get my people to pray more. And of course, I'm like, yeah, let, let's get them. Let's get them. Let, yeah, let, let's tell them to pray more. And he says this, and I want you to pray more. Now it's getting personal. <laughs> but you got to understand, I pray hours a day. It got quiet in this Presbyterian convention. <laughs> I mean, I'm not myself unless I have at least three or four hours prayer in tongues. I mean, I, I can pray 12 hours. That's, I give myself the prayer and minister the word, you know, because of my office. I, I pray a lot. I pray more than anyone I know. And yet the Holy Ghost is saying, I want you to pray more. Again, my standard, I pray enough. I pray more than them. I pray, for, I pray more than most people put together. But it wasn't enough. Now, aren't you glad you came here tonight? Again, I come by divine assignment and what you do with it is up to you you know Jesus loves you if you pray or not but I tell you if you want to get involved in this end time move of God if you want God to move mightily in your life and see more stuff happen Amen. great things happen the Holy Ghost is saying he needs you and wants you he desires for you to pray in tongues what more more okay and so that's what we're going to minister on is praying in tongues. Now, uh, just again, another scripture. I like scripture for everything. Sure. And there's some people preach and never open up the Bible, never refer to verses and it's good and so forth. But I like the word of God, you know, and I, there's, I get a, a lot of flack about my stance on prayer. A lot of people say I'm excessive about prayer. You put too much emphasis on prayer. Uh, and uh, so I, I look to the Lord, Lord. Is there really an emphasis in these last days? Are people supposed to be praying and praying more? And he gave me this verse, and you don't need to turn uh, to it, but just again, scriptural premise about prayer. Uh, 
1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. So he's saying, the end is near. I mean, no, the end is uh, nearer now than it was when this was written. I mean, looking at what's happened in Israel and around the world and all the crazy people in the world, uh, bad is good, good is bad, boys don't know if they're boys, you know, all this stuff. You know, the end is near. So what should our focus and our emphasis be when the end is near? It says that we're to be sober and what? Watch into prayer. And so in the end times, what? We're to be sober. We're to be awake, alert spiritually. And what are we to be doing if we're alert spiritually? To give ourselves to prayer. And that's other translation, give ourselves to prayer. So guess what we're going to talk about tonight? My job is to inspire you and instruct you to what? Pray more and primarily pray more in the Holy Ghost. Well, I pray a lot. Well, that's good. That's wonderful. But the Holy Ghost keeps saying pray more. Paul said, I pray that more than you all. And again, the Holy Ghost said, if my people would pray more in the Holy Ghost, more things would happen in their lives that they would thank me for. How many want good things to happen? Great things to happen. God things to happen. Well, there's a direct correlation between you praying in tongues and allowing God to do more things for you. And so, um, let, let's talk about this. Why don't people pray enough in tongues? Or why don't people, or why do people have a difficult time praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues? I believe primarily they don't know what it'll do for them. Yes. If they don't know the benefit, if you have a better one, you can give it to me and I'll start using your illustration. <laughs> If I were to present here tonight and tell all of you, if you do this, the more you do this, the more you'll be blessed. And, you know, Pastor Craig is a very bold minister. And Mom, Pastor Nancy, had Pastor Craig lay hands on us for boldness. So he laid hands on me. So let's just pretend I'm not me. And that boldness comes up, and I say, brothers and sisters, you stop doing this, and you're going to be blessed. The more you do it, you're going to be blessed. You're going to feel so good. Oh, yes. You know, I got tired just saying that. And you get excited. You run. Oh, and do a little dance. And you go for about 10 minutes. In the emotionalism sensationalism then when you get home what's on Netflix a lot of people just do things out of sensational emotionalism and uh, you know the same thing if you just said oh you need to speak in tongues what good is it but if I were to tell you Every time you tap it, a dollar comes your way. Now, you can be phlegmatic and do this. It still bring a dollar every time you tap it. But if you're like me, 
Someone get me some Starbucks, double espresso. No, I, I'm sorry, I can't watch the game tonight. <sighs> Give me another one. You would do it what? More. And so it's very important that we understand the more that comes, the more you pray in tongues. Now, have you ever heard of a man named Kenneth E. Hagen? Yes. Kenneth E. Hagen is my spiritual father. Dr. Ed Dufresne is my spiritual daddy. And Brother Hagen said this, and it's probably one of my favorite quotes when it comes to praying in other tongues. Now listen to this. And just see if it bears witness what the Holy Ghost said to me. Get my people to pray what? More. And the more that they pray, the more they have an occasion to thank me for what I do for them. Yes. Now listen to this. The greatest things that ever happened to me, the greatest miracles, the greatest healing miracles, the greatest financial miracles came after a prolonged time of praying in other tongues. The ministry today, what we're in, what we're doing, what we have been doing the last number of years came as a direct result of praying in other tongues. If I had a mic, I'd do this. I'd dismiss you and say, go and pray in tongues. Doesn't that inspire you? Yes. Can you see Brother Hagen is saying there is a correlation to praying in tongues and praying more in tongues and blessing, miracles, healings, finances showing up. Yeah. So get my people to pray more. And, and there's so much uh, concerning why prayer is important. Of course, we know this is an end time move of God upon us and we know that the Bible says that uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes what tremendous power we're expecting tremendous power to be coming here arms to grow out blind to see uh, the, the, the big stuff that is tremendous power how do you think that is going to be fueled or supported us just waiting and, and you know watching Netflix until it comes to pass. Now we have a beautiful example in the book of James when it says the effectual firm prayer of righteousness, tremendous power available. It says Elias was a man subject like passion. That he prayed for the rain. And it rained, you know, he prayed for it not to rain for three and a half years and prayed again for the rain. And how did he pray? I mean, in the fetal position, it was intense. He prayed earnestly strenuously and see that's what's going to require concerning the end time move of God so there's a, there's a direct correlation if you want to see more power in your life yeah. simply provide more power through praying in other tongues get my people to pray more but you know what's very interesting he just did, Brother Hayden just didn't say, uh, yeah, I pray in tongues and healing miracles happened and, you know, 
you know, physical miracles and financial miracles. Notice what he said. It's a very important little phrase. A what? Prolonged time. Everyone say prolonged. prolonged. You know what prolonged means? Longer than you normally do it. Your prolonged may be uh, different than my prolonged. But a prolonged time of praying in tongues. See, I, I want to instruct you, inspire you to go into prolonged seasons of praying in tongues. Or as the Holy Ghost said, to pray in tongues more. Yes. Now, let me give you an example. Let me um, help you concerning prolonged and what happens when you pray more in tongues. The difference praying more in tongues will do for you. Okay, I'm not going to give my testimony, but I got saved after high school at the age of 18, very shortly filled with the Holy Ghost. The church I went to, just believe that you're filled with the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost as an evidence uh, of being filled. You speak in tongues. They didn't tell us the blessings and the benefits of speaking in tongues. And so we just, we prayed very little in tongues. And so my, my life was at a certain level, even though I was born again, saved on my way to heaven. But uh, after a few months of being filled with the Holy Ghost, just praying a little in tongues, someone gave me a tape by Miss Gloria Copeland. I'm forever grateful I don't know her personally, but some, someday I need to go up to her and tell her, your teaching changed my life in ministry. And uh, here I am, you know, uh, just newly born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm listening to this tape by Miss Gloria Copeland on the blessings and the benefits of praying in other tongues. And she's going down scripturally as a very good teacher. And, you know, me as a new believer, I could understand it. Wow, I didn't know that. All we were taught, it's, it's the heavens, you're, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. But no, there, there, there's, there's benefits when you, you pray in tongues. Then she said something that changed my world. She said this. She says, I encourage everyone to pray at least an hour a day in other tongues. I never heard that. And you know what I begin to do? I begin to pray in other tongues at least an hour. I started to pray in tongues, what? More. I begin to pray prolonged, uh, or a prolonged time concerning my previous time. And my, my, my life prior to that was over here, but something happened, it began to come up here. And the best illustration I can give you, and again, I use my illustration so you give me a better one. Up to that time, even being saved, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, praying a little in tongues, this was my life. I'd be going along, and here would be a door. And I'd go to the door, and guess what? The door would be locked. But I wanted to go in the door. You know, this is what I want to do. I want my life to go through this door. But it's locked, and so I, I beat the door. I hit it. I kick it with my karate kick. Uh, you know, I tried to jack the door. I huff and puff and try to blow that door down. Yeah. A lot of frustration. Yeah. A lot of labor. Yeah. A lot of travail. And finally, I break the door down. And it's just a messy broom closet. <laughs> yeah. And that was my life. Everything I put my hand, it was hard 
and laborious, a lot of effort, and it just wear you out and with very little fruit and very little results. That was my life. But something began to happen when I started to pray in tongues an hour a day, a prolonged time in praying in tongues. That after a few weeks of that, no longer when I went to a door that I had to kick it and wrestle it down. Um, you know, I'm from Fredonia. If you went to any of the Miracle Crusades of Fredonia, you know Fredonia is a very small town. We're just known for small businesses and education. And something changed Fredonia when Walmart came to Fredonia. <laughs> it, it was an amazing thing. We've never heard of such a thing. The rest of the world had them for 20 years, but came to Fredonia. And so uh, an amazing thing, a miraculous thing happened when Walmart came to town. That, uh, you know, when you go into uh, the entrance of Walmart, you don't need a pickaxe. You don't need a hammer. You don't need to be 12 guys to try to break it open. You get near the door of the Walmart, and guess what? It flings open wide. You step in with ease, and there's more stuff than you could ever take home with you. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all you ask or think. The reason we are not experiencing the abundance, could it be? We're just not praying in tongues enough. See, God, God, God does not put false statements. If your life is not exceedingly above all you ask or think, I tell you, this is how you can get there is by praying in other things. Brother Hagin saw the direct correlation. Hey, the more I pray in tongues, the more miracles, the more signs. The, if you don't care about miracle signs and more, at least the finances ought to get you pretty hungry for about praying in tongues. How many could use more finances? This is how you can get more finances. God, in the God way. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. So many people are toiling and, and fighting and in the rat race, but Jesus has a much easier way, a divine way. Get my people to pray in tongues, what? More. Praise the Lord. And so uh, let's just, how much time do I have? I, that was the introduction to my introduction. Now I'm going to begin my introduction that will lead to my subject. And after my subject, I'll come to my conclusion. So I will be out by midnight. All right. <laughs> so again, the reason why people don't pray in tongues more, what good is it? All right. So real quick. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14.4. It says this. He that speaketh an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesies edifies the church. So very clearly, it says that when we speak in tongues, we edify. In the Greek, uh, it means to charge, like you would charge a battery up. Um, when a battery is charged, what is it? It has power. The effectual prayer of a righteous man makes what? Tremendous power available. The more you charge your spirit up, the more you pray in tongues, the more power will be evident in your life. Um, without a battery being charged, it can't do anything. Um, you know, cars, you know, it needs a battery. If the battery is 
low or uh, depleted, no matter how many times you turn the key, it's not going to turn, or it'll go like this. Now, I, I know in your California, you got all electric cars, but, uh, you know, for those of you that remember old-time gasoline cars, if your battery's dead, it goes like this. Rump, 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 rump. You know, that's how a lot of people sound spiritually. Going through life, rump, 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 rump. It's so hard and so dry. You know, things aren't working right. And, uh, you know, when your car battery's got charged, you can't go anywhere. And you need someone else either to jump you. I don't have time to explain what that means, but how many know what I mean, jump you? Or you need someone to tow you. You got to be depending on other people to help you all the time. Blessed be God. God's giving you a divine means to build yourself up with power. You don't need to rely on others. You can be a blessing to others. No matter what you're facing, you're full of power. You're ready to face life as a victor. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Get up some water. So. Thank you. See, Pastor Craig's fault. <laughs> I usually don't lift my voice. <coughs> All right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Smith Wigglesworth. Have you ever heard of him? Yes. Raised 23 people from the dead that we know of. He had revivals wherever he went. Yes. He was full of power. Yeah. And uh, someone asked him, what, what's the secret of your power? And it's very interesting what he said. He said it, it's not education because yeah. he didn't go to school a day in his life. I, I heard a minister say this, that in one letter that he wrote, now this is a working of miracles here. In one letter that he wrote, he spelt the Holy Spirit seven different ways. <laughs> so he was not an educated man. And... Uh, he said it can't be pulpit etiquette because he doesn't know what that is. He says, if you want to know the secret of my power, why I'm able to help and bless so many, he said this, I would simply spend each afternoon praying in tongues for several hours or a prolonged time. And he said this, I would edify myself. Then I would go out and edify the people. Again, what is he doing? Charging himself, getting full of power, and then able to spread that power to every situation and every need that came along. I mean, that, that alone will make you want to... Where'd my pen go? Right there. But uh, this is still not what I want to talk about yet. You know, the, the thing that really gets me and hopefully get you turn with me to 1 Corinthians 14:2. 1 Corinthians 14:2. The Holy Ghost said get my people to pray in tongues what? More. If they would pray more in tongues, they'd have more to thank me for what I can do in their lives. Brother Hagin says that all these things happen after a prolonged time. I'm praying in other tongues. 
Now, another, this just thrills me. This just makes me want to do this. In 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says this. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the, speaketh, he, in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. And tells us when we speak in other tongues, we speak directly to God in a God language. And, you know, that's pretty fascinating in itself. Divinely, you can speak another language you never learned. And yet people treat speaking tongues as trivial, take it or leave it. Just think about it. I speak a language to God that I never learned. That, that's pretty supernatural in itself. And so, uh, but here, when you speak this supernatural language, God's self, he tells us in the spirit we speak mysteries. Uh, another translation says secrets or divine, uh, secrets or divine secrets. Now, if we get a revelation of this, we're just going to all be addicted to praying in other tongues. That when we pray in tongues, we are praying secrets or mysteries. You know, in a time of war, um, you know, messages are, I think this is the word, encoded. Is that the right word? They're in code. They're, they're in secret. That, you know, there's they're secret code of, of strategies and plans and so forth. And they're encoded. And the reason they're encoded is that you don't want the enemy to know what you're planning and what you're doing. See, when you pray in tongues, your language is encoded. The devil don't know what you're saying. And uh, many times, you know, he, he wants to stop the blessing of God. He wants to stop the finances for coming and, and so forth. But you're praying God talk in, in a code that he doesn't know what's going on until the blessing shows up and says, oh, my goodness, I'm too late for this. You know, and so we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It, it gives you a great advantage against uh, the warfare of life, the strategies of Satan, of things that attack, that God, who knows all things, knows the strategies of Satan, and he can divert them and cause things to come to you without Satan in interfering with them. And so it makes it very, very fascinating. But... This brings us to Romans chapter 8. I hope I'm not boring you. I tell you, if you'll pray in tongues more, your life will change. One of my favorite uh, stories is with Pastor Nancy when uh, she, she was in a bad relationship after she won Miss Oklahoma. I, just, I tell that over and over again. You know, and I really shouldn't even tell it here because I wasn't there. She was, and I'm just repeating what I heard. But it is an amazing story that her life, uh, even though she won Miss Oklahoma, was going nowhere. She's in bad relationship, and, the, and because of that, lost her job, had to quit her job, and, and things weren't going right, and it was in a bad place. And she just decided in her heart to begin to pray in tongues, what? More. For a prolonged time. And she did that for weeks and weeks. And guess what? She met Dr. Dufresne. And uh, they did ministry together for many, many years. And now look what she's doing. Millions of people here. Here she went from a, a little Oklahoma girl. Just, you didn't know which way to go. And had the wrong connections. But somehow, by praying in tongues, God was able to do exceedingly above all she could ask or think. That's what the Holy Ghost is on the inside to get you into that. 
Jesus said, it is expedient that I go away. If I don't go away, the Holy Ghost cannot come. And you have a divine helper. You know, the Bible says this, that God ordained your paths, the plan of God for your life before the foundation of the world. Before God created the world, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, they had you on a discussion board. And he said, I, I, I want to amaze my son. I want to amaze my daughter. I want their life to be exceedingly above all they ask or think. Eyes not seen, nor ear hear, nor they enter into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them. From the foundation of the world, he prepared great paths for you to walk in. Yes. And uh, they had a meeting. And God designed such a life for you that it would amaze you and blow, blow you away. And, uh, of course, the fall of man came, sin entered in the world. But God never let go of that plan. That's right. And that's why Jesus came, the plan of redemption, and want the Holy Ghost to come on the inside of you. Yes. You know why? Because the Holy Ghost was in that meeting. The Holy Ghost knows the great, grand, wonderful things that God has planned for you and wants to get you into it. Yes. So now you have your own personal GPS system. Oh, and if you know anything about GPS, it'll, it'll take you to your destination the shortest or the quickest way possible. Yeah. Now, some of us can be slow and stubborn, pig-headed, sometimes just plain stupid, and we take detours. And we go off side streets and, and so forth. And what does the GPS do? It says, oh, I'm done with you. That's it. Two long turns. Hasta vista. Enjoy your life. Figure it out for yourself. Now... Recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. No matter how many times you miss up, messed up, take wrong turns, did bad things, the Holy Ghost on the inside wants to get to you exceedingly above all you can ask to think the things that God has planned for you. But how is he going to do that? By praying in tongues. Pastor Nancy again had this great, great quote. It just sits out of the park that when you pray in tongues, you lay tracks for the plan of God to go forward. You know, we lay tracks for what? Trains, locomotives. What do trains, locomotives do? They carry cargo to destinations. They carry people to their destination to a place. There, there is supply ordained of God for you. There are places, divine connections that God, before the foundation world, wanted you to meet certain people and be in a certain place. He, he, God only thinks big and grand. Nothing mundane about God. He foreordained before the foundation of the world. But, but you're not there yet. But he's got to get you from point A to point B. And how is he going to do it? you got to lay the tracks. A locomotive, no matter how much cargo it has, no matter how... Uh, Great the destination is, it cannot go forward unless there's tracks. And if it does not have tracks, there's a lot of frustration, a lot of work, and you don't get very fur. Remember my life before praying in tongues? Frustration and a lot of work, very little results. But when I started praying in tongues, I didn't know I was laying tracks. And my life took on a supernatural element. Life became light and easy for me. 
things where I used to have to work really hard to make it happen, I just get near them and all of a sudden doors are flinging open. I'm in the right place at the right time. I can give you hundreds if not thousands of illustrations of that. But there is a direct correlation of praying in tongues and God messing with your life. Now, I, I'm from New York. That's a good thing. You know, God, God wants to be so big, so grand. He, he wants to, to do exceedingly above all you ask or think. He, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord run throughout the whole earth. He's looking for an opportunity to do something for you. But there's certain things he cannot do for you unless you're in the plan and the path. Well, how do you get there? You have that GPS system. Lay tracks. Lay tracks. Lay tracks. Lay tracks. In Romans chapter 8, have you turned there yet? I'm fixing the clothes. I'm not even to my subject yet. Romans 8, 26, for likewise the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart, note with his mind and the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Bam. When you pray in tongues, it says you pray out God's perfect will. When you pray in tongues, that will, what will? Exceedingly above all, you ask the thing. The things that God has prepared for you from before the foundation of the world. You lay tracks. And notice what it says. You don't know how to pray for things as you ought. You know, if you have a need, you know, pray to Father in Jesus' name. It didn't say you didn't know how to pray. You don't know how to pray for things as you ought to. And that's the beauty of praying in other tongues. That you may not be very sharp up here. You may not know what's going on, but blessed be God, the Holy Ghost does. And you, you begin to pray, and you begin to pray the will of God. You begin to lay tracks. Yeah, you begin to allow that GPS to begin to turn things around. You, get, you really get God involved in your life through the vehicle of praying in other tongues. And uh, there's so much. You know, when you get, get addicted to praying in tongues... It says you pray out the perfect will of God, but the thing that you don't know what to pray for is you ought. And 1 Corinthians 14 says you pray divine secrets. When you pray much in tongues and develop your prayer life like this, you become God's secret agent. Yes. I don't know about you, but as a young boy, I always wanted to be a secret agent. <laughs> you know, undercover work. You know, you know, going, doing, doing things that no one knows, you know, representing your government. You can be that for God. And this is another beautiful example that you pray out mysteries or plans. There are things that are coming into your life that should not be coming to life, that you don't know that they're coming in your life, that the Holy Ghost knows. He sees the future and says, we can, we can steer clear of that. Okay. There, there are things that maybe you're going a certain way and it's not the way he wants to go and he wants you to go this way. You can, you can reroute your, your route by praying in tongues. And uh, I mean, there's, I'm just scratching the surface. You know these fragrances like Airwick? Do you know what those are? And it says like Hawaiian breeze on it. Uh, 
you know, it's in a sealed case, and there's this little label on it to scratch and sniff. I'm just scratching and sniffing and surface about praying in tongues. There, there's, there's so many realms. I have hours and hours of teaching on this. But one of the greatest and fascinating things is that is anything that pertains to you and to your family, the Holy Ghost will alert you concerning it and to pray things to help people out. This is an amazing, amazing tool and gift. If anything else didn't dazzle your butter, you know, <laughs> didn't get your, your potpourri pot smelling good, this alone, if you have kids, uh, if you have family members, it's a mystery. You don't know what's going on in their life, but the Holy Ghost does. Yes. There has nothing ever happened in my family with, I mean, I'm talking about births, I'm talking about deaths, I'm talking about tests, that I was not alerted in prayer. Now, that's not a prophecy ministry. The Bible says when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth and says he'll show you things to come. I don't know to pray about certain situations. But man, when you're praying in tongues, that all of a sudden you can pray and help Aunt Sally, Uncle Joe, your, your daughter Evelyn. You, you know, there might be a bad influence coming and all of a sudden you can pray that thing out by the Holy Ghost. And there's a, a whole realm here of praying in tongues. And, you know, again, we're just scratching the surface of it. But I can tell you hundreds, if not thousands of stories. I look people this day in the face that I prayed out of death and they don't know it. More than once. This, oh, I, I wish I had more time. Let me, maybe that'll help. Brother Hagen said this. Most ministers live beyond their prayer life. What's that mean? Most ministers are doing ministry, but their tracks ended way back there. Yeah. I heard that. I said, blessed be God, I'm going to lay tracks all the time. On average, I pray things out two to ten years ahead. There's nothing that takes me by surprise. Major things, you know, and so forth. Needs in the congregation, things that are coming against people that I will pick them up years ahead of time or sometimes weeks ahead of time. I can tell you awesome stories about this. Uh, personal people in church. I'll be praying in tongues, just praying in tongues for a long time, and I'll start praying their name out. Boom. And I'll be doing that for a few weeks. And all of a sudden, that person ends up in the emergency room with a very serious condition. The doctor says it's bleak. You're going to have to be on a certain diet and certain medications. And, you know, you're going to have this all life. It was a very serious part and a young person. Well, I prayed weeks before that happened. And he still went to the emergency room. I met with him, and he said, well, I'm going to follow the doctor's advice. He did, this person didn't have much faith. was a baby Christian. And uh, I forgot about that. After a few months this happened, um, I, I thought about this. I said, hey, what about that condition? What about this? He says, pastor, it's just the most amazing thing. I'm healed. I don't know how. I, I'm healed. I don't need to take medicine. It, you know, the doctor says you can't be healed of this, but I am healed of it. You know what I did? I just smiled. That happens hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. 
Why don't you tell them? Jesus said, when you go, pray in secret. And if you pray in secret, your Father rewards you openly. I mean, I wish I could just teach you on being a watchman and to help people. I've seen attacks against my children that I'm able to divert. I've seen my parents' death. There's nothing that ought to take a Christian by surprise. He said he will show you things to come. But how do you get there? Praying tongues. And the Holy Ghost told me, the more I sown the Spirit into, the more he allowed me to see. And it belongs to you. It belongs to me. Praying in tongues. Prolonged time praying in tongues. There's so many things. I just splatter barreled you guys. Because I have so much and I have so little time. But let, let me just end with this. The clock says I need to stop. The Holy Ghost said, get my people to what? Pray more. He said, if my people would pray more in tongues, they have more occasion to thank me for what I'm, I can do in their lives. Okay. Can you see what I'm teaching? The more you pray in tongues, the blessing and the benefits of praying in tongues. Makes you want to. Okay. Kenneth Hagin. The greatest things that ever happened to me, the greatest miracles, the greatest healing miracles, the greatest financial miracles came after a prolonged time of praying in other tongues. The ministry today, what we're in, what we're doing, what we've been doing the last several years came as a direct result of praying in other tongues. Praying tongues, you build yourself up power, you can you lay tracks for the plan of God in life. Things become light and easy, not hard, not with drudgery. Uh, you're able to divert the attacks of Satan. The more you sow in the Spirit, the Lord, the Holy Ghost will show you things and be able to be a help not only to yourself, your family, but all of humanity. And so I want to encourage you. My message may be blunt and not very pretty or polished, but my assignment is over. Pray more in tongues and watch and see what God will do for you. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.